Hello, one. Hello, all, and welcome to the Politics Mostly podcast. I am your host, Peter Ramirez. No intro music today. I'm going to get right into it because I'm feeling a little ranty and I don't want this to go long. Fighting through a bit of a bug here. Uh, some people are calling this my Michael Jordan Game 6 moment. You're far too kind. Thank you. Um, second episode in two weeks. What the hell is happening to me? What the hell is going on here? I am sitting in front of a fireplace, if that's what you hear. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, or view it as nice ambient noise. I'm drinking coffee and I'm podcasting. If everyone did these three things simultaneously as I am doing now, the therapy industry, as we know it, would collapse in a week. (laughs) So, um, off the bat, I like to start, I like to kind of talk in the beginning of these podcasts about something that's going on in the news. And today the Rittenhouse trial came to a conclusion. And, um, most of this podcast won't be about this, so don't worry, uh, I'm going to talk about two other things, but you know, I do want to talk about something topical at the top of the show. Now, I wasn't really watching. Uh, full disclosure, I was not totally plugged into the Rittenhouse stuff, so feel free to completely disregard everything I'm about to say. But with that, you know, asterisk aside, here are three things I think, um, three takeaways I have of the Rittenhouse stuff. Okay. One, he was 17 years old and had an AR-15, which is either illegal or should be illegal. You can't be four years away from being able to have a beer, but legally can carry around a machine designed to kill people on a battlefield. Oh, and by the way, carry it to a state you don't even live in, right? And no, I don't think that makes me liberal saying that. Two... If everything about this story was the same, except Rittenhouse was black or non-white, the outcome would have been very different. It just would have. And you can't tell me, oh, you don't have proof for saying that, because of course I don't have proof for saying that. I can't rerun the simulation and adjust player one. (laughs) You're just going to have to trust me on this one. But three, and this is the main takeaway I have of the Rittenhouse trial... What does it say about today's right? The right fetishizes fetishizes masculinity. It worships alpha-ness. What did I see when I saw Kyle Rittenhouse on a stand? I saw, with clear eyes, a loser. This guy, in my opinion, is a fucking loser. Politics aside, loser. He wants to be tough. He wants to be strong. Look at this guy's history. I looked it up. You know, I do research for this, but you guys don't appreciate the research and time I put into this shit. (laughs) I looked up this guy's history, okay? Goes on message boards, graduates from a virtual high school in another state. Weird. Goes on message boards and and look look at this. Look at a list of his jobs, right? Lifeguard, police trainee firefighter trainee, uh, something in the medical field, but then (laughs) under oath he said he lied about being medically trained. I don't know. But what do all these things have in common? All these jobs, police, firefighter, something in the medical field, lifeguard, authority. They all have authority. 
uniforms, badges. For some brief moment in time, this guy, if he did all these jobs, would have power over you. No office jobs here. I'm not seeing any. No salesmen here. All jobs, some of them with guns and uniforms. I'm no psychologist, but I don't need to read the DSMV to know a superiority complex when I see it. You're going to cross state lines as a 17-year-old with a me- with a weapon meant for Baghdad. Risk your life so you can what? Protect the Kenosha used car emporium off Highway 60, really? That's his story? He was looking for trouble, looking for confrontation, looking to be a man as he sees it. Clearly, the forums and buying big, bad, scary weapons wasn't doing it for him anymore. And then he's going on to whine and bitch and cry and act like a just a total bitch when he's on the stand. Get acquitted. And now I see he's wearing a free-as-fuck shirt or some shit on social media. Well done, Kyle. You are such a tough guy. I guess this kind of <laughs> devolved into like a mini discussion over what masculinity is, what type of traits we should be looking for, particularly in men. Because for some, like Rittenhouse, maybe masculinity is reading weird forums all day and buying lots of guns. It's not for me, though. Masculinity, for me, is about enduring hardship. Providing for loved ones, bettering yourself, being independent, leadership, not guns, and not necessarily killing people. So that's my view on the Rittenhouse case. I think he was looking for trouble. He has a clear case of superiority complex. He wants to be a tough guy with guns and all these jobs he does. and <laughs> He has a complete mental breakdown on the stand, cries everywhere, blames other people, whines, complains, says he's the victim. Gets acquitted and now wants to go back to pretending to be an alpha. And, unfortunately, that's a microcosm on the right. That is my takeaway of the Rittenhouse trial. Also, rest in peace to his victims. Alright, now that that's off at the top of the podcast, what I really want to talk about today, and I kind of briefly mentioned some things about this last podcast, but I'm going to attack this a little differently today. And I feel very strongly about this, meaning even if you email me convincing things, I'm probably not going to change my mind. (laughs) Or some of you text. A lot of, I do get uh, texts about this podcast, which is good. And the numbers are growing inexplicably. I don't know what I'm doing. I plug in a mic and I talk. So, uh, I really don't know why it's increasing, but anyway, back to the main story. I want to talk about a narrative today that really got prominence in the Trump era, um, but has really been on the right for a very long time, that the mainstream media is biased. Mainstream media is biased. Now, half of this is true. There is a bias. It's biased towards outrage, towards clicks towards extremes, and towards negativity. We need to move beyond its bias against Republicans or towards Democrats, right? Twitter announced its own algorithms prioritize conservative news outlets 
Every day, the top Facebook posts are Dan Bongino and Ben Shapiro. Please. And I'm not sure what la-la land Republicans think I live in, but I see negative coverage of the Biden administration all the time, every day. I cannot tell you how many times in one day I saw that poll a few weeks ago that had Vice President Harris's approval rating like at 27% or whatever. It was like all I saw every day. Dems in disarray, all these narratives. I see it because I consume the mainstream media. The mainstream media is so liberal, then why are they writing all these hit pieces against Democrats? Why are they rooting for Biden to fail? Why am I seeing negative coverage on the economy on this, on that? Because they're not rooting for a side, they're rooting for clicks, because that's their business model. Right? And I don't think, I mean, this is all logical, right? I, I have found that the media to be less biased towards left or right and more biased towards sensationalism, negativity, and whatever generates the most traffic. And this makes sense logically, like I was just saying. How do these companies make money? With subscriptions, with ads. And what do these things do? They rely on people tuning in. And folks, I got to be honest, good news doesn't sell. So today, I want to share some good news with you, my lovely, lovely listeners. And this is good news for all Americans, because when America is doing well, that's good for everyone, even if you like the president or you don't, okay? And by the way, before I get into that, to find good news, it's very elusive. <laughs> Not because it doesn't exist, but because people don't talk about it. You have to see what Fox News used to talk about but they aren't talking about it anymore, and that's usually a pretty successful formula in finding good news. <laughs> if they were outraged over something a few months ago and are no longer. And here's another hint if you want to decipher the news. If the right-wing media is really leaning heavy into cultural stuff, the economy is probably doing pretty well. <laughs> because, I'm sorry, contrary to what you think, people on the right, your party is dictated by the trickle-down people, the country club Republicans, uh, the deregulate Republicans. And so Murdoch is writing econ economic stories if the economy isn't doing well. He's not tapping into immigration or, or Muslims or whatever transgender issue they want to talk about. So we used to hear a lot about these supply chains, right? I talked a little about this um, a little bit last podcast. Not so much this week. Why? What happened? Oh, oh, I'm, le I'm reading here. Shipping prices have declined 25% over the last two weeks. Port of Los Angeles now reporting congestion is down 29%. Target, Walmart, and Home Depot. Home Depot, not exactly a liberal place. Look at the ownership. All announced they are fully stocked for holiday shopping, and retail spending is up 16%. Oh, a restaurant and bar sales up 29%. That's interesting. That's interesting. I don't see that. I had to find that. I had to look really hard for that. What do you want? What do you want? What will make you happy? Wages are outpacing inflation by 2.1%, by the way. A barrel of crude oil fell to $76. Universal free pre-K just passed today or yesterday, I guess, depending on when you listen to this. Seniors are now capped at $2,000 a year on prescription drugs. Nobody will pay more than $35 a month now for insulin. Hearing benefits are added to Medicare. Oh, and by the way, the how are we paying for this crowd? First of all, where were you with the billionaire tax cuts and Middle East wars? 
oddly silent during those two debates. Uh, and two, the law is fully paid for and will reduce the deficit, according to the CBO. This is the Biden Build Back Better agenda. What do you want? What would make you happy? Unemployment claims are down 70% year to date. Did you know that there is one economy in the world with a larger GDP today than before the pandemic? It is America. What do you want? And by the way, these facts, these statistics, like I said, not easy to find. I read the news. I'm assuming you read the news, too, if you're listening to this podcast. You want to know a story I never read? Headline. That article we wrote on the economy last week actually wasn't true. Everything is fine now. I've never seen that article. How about this article? Supply chain crisis solved. Don't see it. The facts would support writing that article, but I don't see that article. Because who's going to click on an article about how things are going well? People want to feel like they're victimized. They want to feel like there's a struggle. They want to feel like life is against them. So, yeah, so much for liberal bias in the news. There's bias, but it's not towards liberals, that's for sure. Okay, last story, and then I'm getting out of here for the day. I'm actually going to keep this shit under 20, although every time I say that, I end up going long on the last story, so we'll see. (laughs) So, I want to talk about a difference between the Democrat, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. Because one of my big fights is, like, the whataboutism stuff of, like, oh, when Democrats are in charge, they care about this, but they don't care about it when they're not in charge, and vice versa for Republicans, right? So a lot of nihilists will look at that and go, oh, there's no difference between the main parties. They don't stand for anything, blah, blah, blah. And maybe that's true. And I'm sure that's true in some cases, right? But let me first offer the evidence for the point before I make the point. Let's talk about Trump for a second. What did Trump do for me, Peter Ramirez? Because I didn't vote for him, obviously, but he still was my president for those four years. Four years because he lost the second of the re-election. And also, if we had a popular vote, he would have won zero times. Anyway, uh, I still pay taxes to his government, right? What did he give me? The answer is nothing, really. Speaking of taxes, not much. Mine actually went up. Because part of that billionaire tax cut... Oh, sorry. <clears throat> billionaire and multinational corporation tax break. Whew, sorry about that. Forgive me. There was a provision about salt reductions. No need to get into what those are. But it was a benefit in the tax code to help people like me who live in higher-cost areas where high, in states where cost of living is higher. And that is a benefit of the tax code that helps people like me who generally live in blue states. And Trump and the GOP said, fuck those states. We don't win those states, so fuck them. We're going to raise their taxes. So I'm looking at this Biden Build Back Better plan, right? Score one for the alliteration, by the way. Whoever workshopped that did a hell of a a job. (laughs) And I see something interesting. Something catches my eye where I was like, why is that here? Over $1 billion to bring inexpensive broadband access to rural America. Democrats helping people who a year from now will vote them out of power simply because they think it's the right thing to do. Republicans, they just feed their base. Tax cuts for the wealthy, immigration stuff for the base, get some religious freedom laws for the religious folks. 
Nothing for the moderates, nothing for the independents, and of course, certainly nothing for the liberals. In fact, owning the liberals is often what they try to do. And that, my friends, is the difference between Democrats and Republicans. Democrats will spend over a billion dollars to help bring rural areas internet access. Those same areas will vote them out of power next year. And in terms of Republicans, they don't give the other side anything while they rule. It is just about feeding their voters, and when they do pass laws, like like increasing my taxes, they say, fuck the areas that don't vote for us. Not realizing I, too, am an American. (laughs) All right, folks, that's going to do it for today. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Tell, Tell someone about this podcast, will you? It's the only way I'm growing. I'm not marketing this shit, so... If you can tell someone who, like, follows the news or you talk to politics about, give them, hey, send them my link. I'm on Amazon, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Apple, I'm on Google, I'm on some weird French shit, so you can listen to me any way you want. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good night.